This episode is brought to you by Pittsburgh Comics, recently named one of the best comic book stores by the Pittsburgh City Paper. Pittsburgh Comics is the premier comic shop in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, located in McMurray, conveniently near Route 19 and Route 79. Pittsburgh Comic carries a large collection of new and back-issue comics, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, games, statues, action figures, and more. Don't forget Comics Perks. With the Comics Perks program, you can earn points on every purchase you make in the store. You get a point for every dollar spent, and every 100 points can be redeemed for $10 off a future purchase. Go to PittsburghComics.com for more, or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The comic book pit? Okay. Hello, welcome to the new episode of Comic Book Pit. This is episode 390. I'm Dan, and with me tonight, we've got Scott. What's up? Jared. Hello! And our special guests, hailing all the way from New Dimension Comics in Burbank, California, <laughs> John Engel, General Manager. Holy crap! What, what, did I start working for, like, the old uh, Stan Lee there? <laughs> Let's go right. all the way in Burbank? I just I I just miss TV like when TV shows like or, you know old TV everything used to happen in Burbank California. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, you know. okay. Right. What was that old show where like there was the announcer in the little broadcast booth? It was I forget, it was I feel like it was like an old sketch comedy or some type of. There was like the Gong Show, Laughing, maybe, maybe I don't know. Sorry, I, think, was, I feel I feel like we just lost seventy five percent of our audience now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'd wager. <laughs> Under sixty, out. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows what we're talking about. (laughs) Well, we wanted to we wanted to have John on the show. Well, first and foremost, because he's a friend of ours, and we love having him on the show, and we love uh, shooting a breeze with him and talking, you know, nerd stuff. But of course, you know, we love talking about the events that that he plans. (laughs) So. We got the we got a big one coming up in a couple weeks, right? Yep, yep. Three Rivers Comic Con lights down at the waterfront outside again. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I'm unfortunately I'm not gonna make that. I'm gonna be out of town, but uh, I know our boo Dan boo. I know, Whatever. I know. I'm gonna say uh, Jared vacation. and Sean are gonna be there. Yes, yeah, yeah that was gonna you know, say. Got a boost. We are yeah. gonna have some some CBP representation. It's my first show, like back in the wild. I think since your first Three Rivers show, John. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Six years. Oh, yeah. Six, oh, you, five you years? Wouldn't... Six years? Five years? Yeah. So, yeah. Something like that. I think that's what I was trying. I think it's six, 16. I, was, uh, I remember yeah. doing like I think that's sketch not... cards. I think I was dating him 16. So, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, that sounds right. So. Yeah, and you and Sean split a table then too, right? Yes. For that first show, yes. yeah, yes, I, I don't do anything without Sean Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> well, he That's, had a good time at the last one, so 
Yeah. He was set up out in May. He set up. That was a good time. Tell us about this new show. So I know that after the last show, there was talk about getting more, uh, like kind of having more of a little bit of a tent city and going on. Intensity. And intense <laughs> city. Um, this whole show is intense, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, so <clears throat> obviously due to all the, the COVID craziness, um, that has been ravaging the planet for the last almost two years. Um, we decided this year to do something a little different than our norm because really we, we couldn't rely on the fact that we might be inside. Um, so we, we went outside with this. Um, we partnered with the waterfront. They gave us part of the parking lot uh, between the uh, old um, Steak and Shake and the First National Bank. And... Um, it's called the overflow lot and you can see it from the street. Um, and, uh, it, it just really worked out. Like we, we rented a bunch of big tents and then we also allow people to bring their own and set up a 10 by 10. Um, and they just like, we, it, it, it worked out so well that they could even park right in there. Um, and Dan, you helped me set up the last one. Like you saw like mm -hmm. how easily it just worked out. Oh, you it know. was it was smooth, like it was smooth <laughs> like, like butter. butter. <laughs> it really was. Like butter. It was the easiest thing ever. You literally, yeah, it's like everyone got two spaces. You park in one, you set up in the other. The the lines were set up. It was the easiest show set up ever. Yeah, it was it was probably one of the easiest show setups I've ever done. Um, and, and weather pretty... was super cooperative. Oh, I know. Uh, Which was a and, big you know, concern. That, <laughs> in, in that is always the concern. In May. <laughs> I mean, it's still a concern in October. Um, right. But it'll at least be not so sweaty that you're just going to melt like the last one was. That was that was hot. Um, this one, we're just hoping for cooler weather. It's you know, October 16th and 17th. Um, so it should work out well. Uh, and... Um, you know, we have we have some food trucks coming again. Uh, we have, for the first time ever, uh, you'll be able to buy the convention beers. So every year we've had uh, a, a different beer made by a, for a different creator's property. Uh, we did Dawn the first year with Joe, uh, Joe Linsner. Mm -hmm. Then we did uh, Beer Redeemable with Mark Wade and Robert Krause. And then we did Witchblade uh, with Joe Jesco, and he ended up, not being able to make it last minute and he kind of still owes us a little bit I'll have to check on that rain check. Um, <laughs> and then year four, we did mercy sparks with, uh, Josh Blaylock. Mm -hmm. And then this year we're doing with Michael T Gilbert, a Mr. Monster bad brain stout. Um, the first three were done with Helltown, and the second two were done with shoe And you're going to be able to buy all of those beers for the first time ever at this convention um and mike will be there and he'll sign cans of it um as we go through it uh but both shubrew and helltown will be there for this event for the first oh, time nice. so very yep. cool pretty excited to move some of that beer considering we have pallets of it sitting somewhere <laughs> so see todd's garage it's like one big <laughs> pallet of beer so um so like I didn't even realize, and, and this is not a commentary on on the creator or the quality of his work or whatever, but like I didn't even realize that Michael T. Gilbert. 
I kind of forgot about him because he, I feel like he was definitely a little bigger in the eighties with his, like he had that independent, that Mr. Monster, right. That was yep. his creation. Yep. His, mm-hmm. his, yeah. I knew him from Elric though. Like when he did oh, the Elric book. Okay. With, see, uh, I never read that. Uh, with Pete Craig Russell. He did that yeah. book. Oh okay. man, that was good. Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, Mike's been, he's been around a lot. He's done a lot of cool stuff. Um, I'm really excited to have him in. I know uh, a couple of our more indie reader guys are, are real excited to have him come ab- come around and uh, get some stuff signed. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have like Don Simpson, Howard Bender, um, Andrew Harmon, and Sammy Castillo coming. So, uh, nice. you know, actual some actual published people um, mm-hmm. coming to do some stuff. And then, cool. uh, oh, and Sean Gabrin, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, Good old Sean. I'll tell, you, that's what, <laughs> I'll tell you what I liked about the last show. What, like, just, just pulling up on the curb, it looked like it looked like a spectacle that you wanted to be a part of, you know, like, right. You know, you drive down, you're driving down that boulevard and then all of a sudden you're just like, what, you know, like <laughs> what's going on here? Like there's tents, there's people, you know, right. it was a nice mm-hmm. day. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, um, it, it really reminded me and, and Scott will understand this. Like we our hometown because Scott and I are from the same hometown used to have this thing called the hometown festival. Yeah. And you would drive through downtown and this whole giant parking lot was just taken over. Yeah. And huge, like a huge pavilion with, with bands playing and a beer garden and yeah. all these vendors and like, like rides and shit. It was like a, you know, like a full on, uh, festival. Yeah. And this really had that same vibe. Like you it could did. not drive down the street and not be like, what is going on there? Yeah. What am I missing? Like, you feel like you're going to miss out if you just drive by. Like right. a and like, like an old school like, street festival. Yeah, know. absolutely. Um, and the the fact that it's free admission after twelve noon is awesome. And you can get early bird for five bucks for two hours to shop extra. Um, you know, you can't really beat that that deal. So not to not to, not to pump up uh, Jared and Sean more, but like one of the things I really liked about that show was all the indie guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a good representation there, and you know, after, I don't know, what, two years of not buying any, you know, I was like, I don't even know who these new guys are, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, that's I true. Had, I actually had a good time meeting uh, some of the indie people in Pittsburgh, the new blood, as it was. Oh, dude, there's um this group of brothers, the Dagan brothers. Um, They do a book called Intergalactic Deathmatch. Um, they, they call themselves Nukem Comics. You okay. can buy Intergalactic Deathmatch at your local New Dimension Comics, by the way. Um, it is some of the best art and writing I have seen out of indie people in a long time. And it's got this very, like, like it's printed so well that I'm like, why can't Marvel and DC print like this? Wow. Like, it's, it's so good. Um, the first two issues are out. They're going to be there. Um, there's another dude named Ike. Uh, I forget what his book's name is, but holy crap, is his art amazing. He did our free comic book day in Ohio. Um, it was nuts. Like, there's just so many good indie people in the area that it, yeah. it blows my mind that people aren't into more of them. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like it's become a, a, a non-aligned thing again. You know, like it's gone, like it seemed like it was 
becoming organized, and then over the last five or so years, it feels like it fell apart again. Yeah, we've you know we tried to do like a seven by seven uh, conglomerate kind of thing, you know, try to get get an industry, yeah, yeah. And, and then like the the COVID thing literally just <laughs> took it away from us because yeah. we couldn't go out. We couldn't even go out and show anybody what we've done, and we're just like shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean. We were all ready to to have you guys at our our inside show, and and we were gonna have like a seven by seven row yeah. of like four the four of you that could, were gonna make it. It was yeah. it was nuts, man. Like I was really really hoping that that would work out. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, since picks kind of fell off, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. you know, like our show has kind of become that well, new haven of that. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and the Tunesium going away. Yeah, um, yeah, but we are we are in works with with them for a thing for our June show that will be very cool. And once I get uh, more details solidified, I will let you guys know, but it'll be very, very cool. So, so is now I I know you're, you probably don't want to talk too far ahead, but you just mentioned the June show. Is that going to be moving back inside? Is that going to be a a more traditional show again? Yeah, we're going to be downstairs of the David L. Lawrence convention center, downtown right on the river. Uh, in Hall D, and um, you know we're really excited to be in there. This has been one of the things I've been fighting for for the past two or three years, and um, you know, it, as as much <laughs> as much fun as I have during the weekend of the show, it is not fun to clean out an old department <laughs> store for four weeks ahead of time. I can attest um, to that. <laughs> and uh, you know, when when I go, Todd, here's the money that you're spending on payroll for the people doing that. And then here's the amount of money we're paying for a convention center. And it's the same amount of money, except that I can focus on actual work for four more weeks. You know, it kind of, that kind of sold the That's a good the deal. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm looking at it as, you know, a permanent home, at least hoping for a permanent home. Um, so it's not hopping around all the time anymore. And we can, everybody can just know it's going to be there. Um, that kind of a thing. So very excited. Very, very excited. And that's the first weekend of June um, next year. So I'm going to put it on my calendar right now so I don't forget. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, hopping back real quick to this year, to the fall show. Sure. Um, I assume there's going to be – is there anything uh, leading up to that, anything to kick it off? Yeah. We're going to be doing um, another cosplay karaoke at the Hard Rock on the 14th of October, the Thursday night before. And it's going to be horror themed. Um, So bring your best monster, zombie, villain, um, scary thing costume. Uh, We almost were like no clowns because then, you know, like people would actually show up. But (laughs) because. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some people that are going to be freaked out if people sh- if they get like four or five Pennywises, um, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm hoping not. But uh, it, it's going to be a good time. We always have a blast for it. Uh, we had our first one back about a month ago, uh, and we raised uh, about 300 bucks for the uh, Heroes Initiative. Nice. Um, so this time it's you have to pay five bucks to even go. So it's a ticketed event, but all that money goes to the Heroes Initiative, and then you pay an extra ten bucks. If you want to sing. Um, and last time we had almost 20 singers. Uh, I will tell you that a dude, uh, the guy helping the sound guy, this was his first time helping this guy out. 
And he just goes, Hey man, like, I just want to sing. Is that cool? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, well, it's going to be like 10 bucks, but yeah, you can totally go up there if you don't want to. He's like, I don't even want to compete. I just want to sing. I'm like, yeah, man, that's cool. It's still going to be 10 bucks. <laughs> and he's like, here you go. Here's 20. It's charity. Cool. Awesome. And I'm like, great. Goes up there. He does all of Shaggy's angel and just murders it. <laughs> it is so good. Like he got a standing ovation. Wow. Like, he was doing the whole thing. We were all just like jaws on the floor. Like, whoa. <laughs> It was awesome. awesome. So it was a good time. It's a good time. So <laughs> uh, they, they'd pay ten dollars for me not to sing. Oh, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Velvet Pipes Headland over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so how are things going with with NDC overall? Any 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 events or anything coming up? I know we just missed the basement sale, which I don't think any of us went to, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, I did not see any of you there. So. Oh, it, mm. yeah, it, didn't it didn't happen. Sadly. Well, you're never going to see it again. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, let's see. We have uh, we have our waterfront anniversary sale coming up on the second. Um, then we have the Three Rivers Light, and then I don't think we have anything until. Probably around Black Friday, there might be something something brewing down around there. Um, so you have a moment to rest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm going to be at con- I've been at two or three cons the last couple weeks, and I have like two or three more to go. We're gonna be um, we're tentatively gonna be at Pittsburgh Retro Gaming, but mostly as just a Three Rivers table to say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm okay. checking our con. Um, and then we're gonna be in Altoona at Sci-Fi Valley setup, and then we have Archon, and then we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have some kind of presence at Baltimore, but I don't know if uh, if it's gonna be a full booth or if we're gonna split a booth with somebody. Um, but we'll be we'll be hanging out. Look for the shirts; you can't miss us. How's it so, been going on the road and with the current environment? Um, it's been okay. Oh, I gotta go to Canton this weekend. I forgot about that Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, nice. Comic-Con oh, yeah. on Saturday. Mark Wade, man, it's going to be there. It's going to be Ooh, awesome. Nice. Bringing him some beer. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's been good. It's been, um, it's been weird. Uh, some shows are like people are really out there and they're just buying and other shows are like your traditional, like mm-hmm. kind of, you know, fighting for fighting for stuff. Yeah. Um, we had a really good, show up in cleveland area that we did um todd was just down in harrisburg we were at memento um what was the other one there was another one we went to or that at least i went to oh um the one we saw you at out in ohio that was recent well maybe not too recent for you but uh oh uh oh uh, we were at gem city in dayton that was it well was that it Oh no! I think we saw you up in Cleveland. That's like, where I saw you. Yeah, Neo Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, Neo. Yeah, yeah. It's been good, guys. Like, like you yeah. know, the crowd. The crowds are out there. Most of the people um, follow whatever their local mm-hmm. like COVID restrictions are. Um, I know Baltimore this year is like you have to get your temperature checked. You have to wear a mask the whole time. You still have to show your card or or a negative test, yeah. and that's just it. But I mean, Rose City did that 
two weeks ago and everybody said that that went really well. And um, even Dragon Con, like they said, there's only been like, you know, like everybody was like, oh, it's going to be a super spreader. It ended up only being like six people got sick and that was it. Hmm. Out of like the, what, 20,000 people that went to Dragon Con. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all cosplayers and they're all like hugging and doing photos together. So that's pretty good. That's some, <laughs> yeah. that's some, uh, some good statistics. So... Yeah, if I saw anything lends itself. I want to say, if anything lends itself to being masked, it'd be a Comic Con, right? <laughs> I mean, they they got to go hand in hand. That's yeah. the uh, that's what I th- I think is the irony in the situation is two years ago they were like you can't enter this event if you have a mask like it has to be your face <laughs> has to be shown, and now they're completely reversed and they're like you must wear a mask. So yep. like everybody's everybody's in costume. My favorite. Uh, how someone adapted a mask into their costume though so far was someone went as the spirit oh, and it just had that big red kit that big red scarf yeah. right across oh. you could see the mask underneath and i was like nice. that is the most genius thing i've seen yet. yeah so but it was really good um but i i'm i think shows are going well my only concern is all the shows this fall because everybody pushed their stuff back there's oh you know, it's packed. six six shows in a in like the tri-state area every weekend from now yeah. to like Christmas. Right. Um, it's nuts. Dense. The, 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 the <laughs> yes. funny trend that, that, that I've been seeing, and I'm sure you guys have too, is the, the trend where it shows if there's uh, celebrities where the, the, the people that pay for a picture where the celebrity stand like divided with a piece of plexiglass. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's, I get it. But it's still very, like, kind of cringy, like, kind of awkward, like, uh, we're just standing, like, I see you and you see me, but, oh, well, hi, you know. Standing next to a (laughs) hermetically sealed William Shatner. Yeah, and and it's like, how do you, like, how do you get, like, how do you do a casual picture, like, you know. I got to give the credit to MomentoCon for uh, trying to deal with that, right? Because they had, like, a, what looked like a photo booth. And you would stand like beside it, like so. Yeah. So the celebrity could actually kind of be right behind you or beside you, and oh. you're just like, "Hey, I'm right outside the photo booth with." Yeah. <laughs> you know? They, they kind of look like an action figure because they're yeah. in this box, right? Like they're <laughs> just a giant Barbie doll yeah. or no, doll. Cool. like, like, like Lucy from the Peanuts strips. On, you know, so yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I feel like if you can put a spin on it, if you can do something creative, that, that would make like, as a, as a fan, as, as a paying fan, I'd be like, okay, I feel like now I'm definitely getting my money's worth. I'm not just, you know, separated from this celebrity by, you know, a quarter inch of plexiglass or whatever. Yeah. Well, then in the same rate, there's some other shows that aren't doing anything at all yeah. like that. Like they're just, letting it roll old school and it's like kind of up to the the guest you know um because some people are like nope you're not touching me at all and other people are like yeah come on put your arm around me let's do this you know it's your money mm-hmm. um so <laughs> it's your money <laughs> famous you last words it. come on <laughs> yeah paid for it you paid for this hug famous uh, last words janet from three's company Right. <laughs> so uh, it's it's just interesting to see the the whole thing switch around like that. But uh, uh, you know, we had we had fun at Memento. It was all right. 
Cool. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break, and then uh, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna hear uh, Scott complain about some comics. Awesome. <laughs> the main event. <laughs> Inevitable. <laughs> right. Much like Thanos. This week's episode of Comic Book Pit is brought to you by Thriftburg. Do you need a gift that's more interesting than a gift card? Are you looking to reclaim a piece of your childhood? Thriftburg is your online stop for all things vintage and nostalgic. From the 1950s to the 1990s, they have everything from retro kitchen, dining, and barware to action figures, games, books, pop culture, collectibles, and more. Comic Book Pit listeners also get 10% off their purchase of $20 or more with coupon code COMICBOOKPIT. That's all one word, Comic Book Pit. So visit thriftburg.com and check out their hundreds of unique vintage items. All right. Well, we are back. So yeah, so before we jump into comics, we there, we are remiss in talking to John about kind of a kind of a big deal. I mean, he he did bring it up uh, briefly prior to the break. I guess if you're if if you've been a comic fan in the Pittsburgh area for probably what the last 20 years or so, you're probably familiar with NDC's legendary basement sale that happened a couple times a year. Um, they open up the basement for the day, which was full of anywhere from a half million to a million comics, uh, all priced at a dollar. And it was just nirvana for, for dollar divers and for, for guys like us who, for anyone who likes to, you know, fill in holes in their collection or look for, fun issues or key issues or anything, but I feel like um, you guys dropped a bomb on everyone announcing that, that this basement sale that you just had was the last one ever. Last. Yeah. It kind of uh, came out of nowhere. I mean, that that's a year. Forever. So we, we've been talking about that for at least six months, like at least since the beginning of the year, like the January one. Um, there's a lot of reasons that we did it. Uh, and mo- most of the answer I'm giving people is like, it's, it's just time to do it. Um, but uh, like some of the reasons are like, you know, it hasn't really been super called in a long time. Um, so there's like 40 issues or 40 of the same issue down there. That's taking mm-hmm. up a ton of space. So we don't need all 40 of that issue because obviously after doing basement sale after basement sale and no one's buying it, we could probably trim that down. Right. Um, and we need to, you know, replenish that stock for, uh, for other purposes. Like the stores use that to restock the base, like their back issues. Um, which by the way, if you buy this, if you buy back issues at the 50, 50 sale, you're pretty much paying like a dollar 20 or 30, maybe dollar, maybe two bucks max per issue anyway. So it's, close to the same price and they're still sorted um and you may even get a better quality copy (laughs) yeah uh but what one of the the main reasons that i was um that 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 i really wanted to not do it anymore is the especially the over the last year um the shopping like the people shopping it just were wrecking it um like we were finding I found, let's see, Fantastic Four, Supreme, and Web of Spider-Man all in the Batman section in three different uh, spots. Not not like back to back, but in three different spots. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, ugh, this sucks because then we can't find them in the right space. Um, 
and it it you know we didn't really have a lot of problems with that until this last year so we don't know if it's just certain people were coming in and wrecking it for everybody or if it just kind of got to a point um, but that was my one of my main reasons to to be like if you know if people can't you know it's it's almost like you know the whole like uh, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's, that's certainly, that, that's a huge collection to upkeep. And I, I imagine like, I, I, from what I re- remember, correct me if I'm wrong, that was pretty much like that one or two people that was kind of like their job was to maintain that room. But I'm sure even, even if that's someone's full-time job every day in, in day in and day out, that's still, an insane amount of comics to have to maintain. It's a half a million books. Yeah. I can't imagine having to go through that and trying to comb out what's been misplaced. Yeah. Most of us can deal with our own collections. <laughs> right. Speak for yourself, yeah. Greenwald. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us. Yeah. yeah. I can't it's, imagine it, it because I do it. <laughs> you know, I can't like, imagine it. Okay. People do it the to the back issues in the store. And, you know, it's, it's like, that's, that's at least one copy of things, right? In the basement, you're talking, you know, up to 40 copies of a certain book. And then say that one book does or is needed in one of the stores or a customer requests it and we try to find it for them. Now we can't find it. So, you know, because a lot of the times when you guys put stuff on our search list, the first place we check is the basement. Um, because obviously it's all alpha, well, supposed to be alphabetized, um, and organized. And that's like, I had a guy ask for, holy crap. He asked for every single issue of Witchblade last year. Oh. Right. Wow. I, well, first I lucked out cause I had a set of one to 50. <laughs> so I was like, cool. So I don't need to look for a one. Um, so I got, grabbed that. And then I just, was like, I'm taking this list, going to the basement, and I found almost every other issue for him in like 10 minutes, right? And then I could get it to that guy like the next week, a couple days later, whatever. But if things aren't in order and I have to keep looking for them, that just makes that whole step longer. So it's harder for us to get to the customer what they actually want. So, um, you know, for now, the basement is, is no longer... Uh, shoppable and um it was pretty funny though because i got a couple emails and text messages like jim rug was like the sky is falling this can't be real <laughs> and, uh, well that was, was, that like, was my first thought like when, that's it dude you better get up here <laughs> i mean jim's, jim's kind of he really did bring it out to the public i think yeah you know with yeah. a couple of his videos and stuff Oh well, man, like he he he's been a warrior there. I've seen him there yeah. every single sale since I've been going. Yeah. So. Well, and then we had a guy at the. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Oh no no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh, we had a guy at the mills who goes up there and he usually buys like him and his wife come up. They usually buy four long boxes worth. And he texts me the Thursday that we announced it, and he goes, "This this is my nightmare. Like I can't. This can't." please tell me I'm you're lying. Like this isn't real. And I'm like, sorry, man, it is. He goes, well, shit, I guess we're just going to have to go really hard this time. So they bought eight long boxes oh worth of God. stuff wow. Saturday. It was awesome. I was like, holy crap. They like worked from eight to 
about 12 and then they went and got lunch and they came back around 1 <laughs> wow. and then they stayed till seven and they plowed through the rest. And, uh, and it was all filler. Like that was it. They weren't, they were buying singles of stuff. No, no doubles, just run after run after run after run after run. Wow. And, um, it was awesome. Like I, it was, it was really great. I mean, when, when the world was shut down and we did the, um, where I was everybody's personal shopper, uh, <laughs> We, it was like a, we called it like the virtual basement sale or something. And people would just send me their lists and I would go find stuff. Um, a buddy of mine who's a teacher and uses comics to teach sent me a 20 page list and I found him nine long boxes worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was it, like the, and the, the list was really small things all the time. It was like Aquaman this year, full run, like Deathstroke, the Terminator full run. And I'm just like, sweet this makes it easy and i'm just <laughs> in boxes and just checking them off the list and i'm writing down like what i couldn't find for them um but it was awesome uh but as a a kind of consolation prize um todd has um unleashed some boxes that we have never let anybody dig through at the warehouse oh. um so we're having a warehouse sale the third 13th 14th of november i believe are the dates Ooh. um <laughs> and there are 200,000 right marvel and dc books to be to Ooh. be called through um or grazed if you will <laughs> uh but it is it, those those are boxes that we have never let anybody shop um and they are not going to be allowed to be mixed with the other stuff in the room so when you go to the shop, that section of the room, you actually have to check your other books with us. Mm. Then you get to shop that and take what you want out of there back with you to do everything else. Um, but it's, it's awesome. Like that this warehouse sale is going to be probably close to the size of the basement anyway, oh, wow. which it has not been that big since the very first one. If not, this one may actually inco- like be bigger than that first one. And Dan, I think you you were there. I think helping me. I know you were shopping. Yes, pictures of you shopping. <laughs> yeah, no, was that so was cold. that was a great. Yeah, that was a great one. And it was it was you know I do remember it was cold, but I knew it was going to be cold. I, I I bundled up. I wore like five layers. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but it was it was so worth it. And it was so much fun. You know, no, you know the thing I was going to say earlier, and I think you you, you sort of mentioned because when you were talking about the um the couple that came and bought all those long boxes and it's kind of like their thing i i remember like that this is a thing for a lot of people where like it's almost like a mini for some people it's like a mini vacation or a mini like oh this is my my weekend like this is my weekend trip i'm gonna they're like people have come from out of state to go to the the, the basement sales to to stock up and to really hit it hard and and um, I imagine that's why I, I, I think I, I sent you a text the week before and I was like, I'm sure you're getting a lot of questions this week. <laughs> and I, I, I yeah. can't imagine how how much your uh, your phone was blown up with people asking, like, is this real? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, definitely surreal. Todd and I actually had a bet of because we were going to see each other that night at a concert. Um, how many people were going to ask us? about the basement sale by the time we got there. Cause it hit the e-blast that morning. Um, and I said 25 minimum each 
Um, and I think it was over 35 each by the time <laughs> we got there. Um, I had vendors from out of state being like, is this real? Like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're just closing it off. Like it's not moving. It's not leaving. We're not you know, replacing it. You know, we're not selling it. Um, well, we're selling it, just not the way we used to see <laughs> yeah, it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all, there were all these crazy rumors. People were asking me on Saturday, like, did somebody buy all of this? Like, like <laughs> I wish, but no. <laughs> um, but also you guys have to think like, remember how I said, like we had like all those same issues and stuff. When we call that out and we really make that downstairs, what we need it to be again, um, it's going to filter out into the upstairs, which is mostly sorted anyway, and is half the size of the basement. Um, and it's going to filter into the stores, into dollar bins, into back issues. So it's only going to make your experience at the store better uh, and not need to go to the basement, um, which is ultimately the goal, right? So Wait, the basement was I like hunting out. on a. Oh, no, sorry, Dan. I was going to say the basement was like hunting on a, a game preserve. Like everything was just, yeah. there. just like <laughs> you won, now, you won now that we lottery. gotta go work for it now. Right. <laughs> you won that lottery to right. hunt elk in uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say I figured it out. I know I know the reason. Todd is gonna empty out the basement and he's finally gonna open up a bar. <laughs> yeah. He's he's just gonna start his own uh beer beer like Brewery on one side and distillery on the other. Yep. Like, <laughs> like a little yeah, speakeasy no, down no. there. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I feel like Todd's going to be like Pizza the Hut, but he's just, but they're going to be like, he bought his own basement sale. You know, like, <laughs> like, oh my God. You know? Where he eats himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like oh Jerry's idea of it being a speakeasy. It's like, yeah. You got to you yeah. know a guy who knows a guy. Right. right. I mean, I'm I'm totally down for that. That's awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> the the Todd the NDC Todd Speakeasy. That's right. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it could happen. I could see that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Well, let's 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 move from uh from some old comics to some new comics. So Scott and John, I think you both said you had some. You were you had some opinions about the um, the new X Men. I'm I'm yeah. curious about that. I, I, it's like it, I feel like it's um you have to really tear it apart and like where people are coming into this story is it's there's so much now that you need to know just to pick up the new issue one of X Men, which you're like wow what they just rebooted it like two years ago right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh no, we're we're rebooting it again. Um, but in this form, or in this version, they, without doing the backstory, they basically formed a new X Men team for Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so they picked new members, and this is the launch of their of their ongoing uh, adventures. Now, is that teams that teams. Um, you know, heroic journey. So, so are um, they are they kind of back to being? Is it more back to being a little more like tra- like a traditional superhero really. team, or not really? Okay. <laughs> well, 
Not really, because you need to know all the backstory. So, like, they they drop you in, and they're, like, talking about um, how they grew a, a tree mega building. In Central Park? In, in Central Park. <laughs> yeah. Because they're mutants, and they... And I, I will... This is why I read the book, though. It's not necessarily how good the story is, but how creative they can use the mutant powers. And I, I'm just like, what? Like, because they talk about each mutant and how they contribute to grow a mega tree that they can live in that was like mm-hmm. self-sustaining environmentally safe. Um, you know, the animals love it. It's just yep. like, what? So the um, X-Men live in a tree mind. in central Park. That's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. one. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of given the yeah. vague, the vague description, but John, if you want to try, I was going to say how like, you, to, to sort of catch you, the nickel tour is yeah. uh, Krakoa has basically like built these trees, like these houses everywhere that the X-Men want to be in the world so that they can then just portal themselves mm-hmm. to wherever they need to. Right. Yeah. And yeah, but- then they also are doing this thing that turned them basically into immortals where once they die, they can just grow a new body and implant the memories that they had before. So right. they're now the Eternals and the they X-Men on, at the same time. For the last Ugh. two years, they've been on numerous suicide missions where they're like, it's okay. We'll recover your, we'll recover you and upload, you know, our, mo- our most recent memories of you, you know? So like, they're like, if you died on the mission, but you return, then we can assume that the mission was a success. I guess, <laughs> you know, or hope, you know, or have somebody right. else watch, but it's kind of funny, like, and it kind of plays in the other book that I actually grabbed was uh, the trial of Magneto. And I, cause I don't read all the X-Men books, but you know, big, I'm like, what seriously? Like, but they killed Scarlet witch and they had, um, they had a council meeting about whether or not to resurrect her. And then they're like, well, she's not really a mutant, you know, um, because her and her and Pietro are, you know, they're they're deceivers, you know, and they snuck their way onto Mutant Island. You know, Krakoa was deceived. And so they like they basically like, no, we're not going to revive her. And it's, you know, I mean, and that's just kind of the lead into the book. I don't want to spoil it beyond that. But but then basically it's they frame Magneto for it, like whoever does. They're just like. Well, you assume it's a framing, but basically the scene, the murder scene looks like Magneto killed her. Yeah. Um, and he's like, this yeah. is preposterous, you know, or something. <laughs> I have a question I, about uh, the X-Men, too, when you have a chance. I was going to say, Tim and I uh, had a, a brief discussion about some of his crazy theories about this book on our podcast, on the Toddcast. Okay. And it was, uh, it's, it's pretty good. And if you're paying attention to people's outfits... You'll under you'll start to understand the theory. Hmm. So next okay. time, like when you go and look and reread that, check those out. Uh, he has and maybe I think if you checked last week's episode, we reviewed number two, and uh, like in the trial of we Magneto? spit out some. Yeah, it was trial of Magneto two. Okay, uh, that we that we talked about last week that he kicked out those series. I will also okay. say. Uh, the X Factor series that just ended was phenomenal, though. That was probably my favorite um, of the X books that I've seen in a while. Okay. So, I, I, 
here's here's my big complaint, and I, I think I've been wanting to just do this one for a while on the show. My big complaint is why why don't they give the cover artist like instructions for what is actually in the book? You know, like <laughs> they, like come on, like but like X Men number one, I can't show it to you, but but like I'm looking at this like it's a wraparound cover and it and it features the new team, but then when you look at who they're fighting. They just made it up. Like they, they, they were like, just have them in a team pose, fighting, you know, a tentacle robot, you know, and like some other stuff, and like a guy, you know, like they don't. And I'm like, wait a minute, this, this stuff didn't, this isn't really in the book, you know, like they I bought this book under the promise of a tentacle robot. Of a tentacle robot. Please <laughs> speak to the X Men's manager, please. Yeah. I mean, but it's not really like you're reading a Power Rangers book or anything. <laughs> no. Oh, and there's dinosaurs on the cover too. So I'm like, right. I don't like. Where are they? And um, <laughs> and I think there may be one, maybe one other character that I, I, I don't know. They're just dropping from the sky in black, and I'm like, what? But it's just in general, like, um, generally speaking, the X Men books don't care about. You know, they they don't try to match content to cover. They don't care, and I, and it's one of the things from the '80s that I always loved with comics is that the cover always had some core, you know, story element that was in the book. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking at the cover. It's 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 a beautiful cover. It's it, beautiful it's, cover for sure. Really, it's dynamic, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on there. Yeah, they're just like, and you're yeah, telling me that like like none of this relates to anything that happens in in that issue. I mean, in in a in a small way that they're fighting something, yes. <laughs> it, it, it it does have tentacles, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> just not the yeah. kind of tentacles you see on the cover. That's <laughs> right. just the funnier part. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I I feel like I I recognize most of the team. Whoever is that? Is is Sunfire on the team? Yeah. No, that's is that Sunfire that's in the background? Sunfire, right? yeah. yeah. And Polaris, Polaris, yeah, Cipher, uh, Cyclops. I see and Jean Grey, New Jean Grey, and Wolverine, and, and New Wolverine, X twenty three, Wolverine, twenty three, and yeah. Rogue. Yeah, and Rogue. Now, who's there's someone with uh, who's. I don't know if the, is this cipher they're blasting something out of their eyes and they're also yeah. have some sort of like pur- purple energy around their hand. Yeah. And, and oh, okay, they got all kinds of yeah. <laughs> so see, this is this is how how out of touch I am. The last character that I remember with the word with the name cipher was Doug Ramsey from the New Mutants. Yeah. I think that's the same one. Oh, that is, is it? Him. Okay, no, he, and that's. It, on that cover, he looked he looked African American. Maybe it's just the coloring. Again, the part part of the um, oh, you're thinking of uh, it's not Cipher. You're thinking of um, uh, shoot, uh, Darwin. Okay. I, yeah, I believe that's Darwin that does uh, is able to. Oh, he has like um, multiple like powers or something, or yeah, yeah, he's able to create multiple defenses and offenses and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, the the yeah, four armed 
ape character with Uzis. Is that an X Man or is that a uh, villain? That's the one. That's the one that's completely in question for me. That I'm like, what? Who is that guy jumping from? From there, like a, a, an army of the uh, well, formed ape. I was gonna yeah, say there's there's definitely a, at first I just saw the the one but then I look there's more in the but background also, so there's like I see and on the back cover there's also dinosaurs running around so I'm like well they're not in Central Park you know I want so I better. totally want those eight people to be my be the villains that would be awesome yeah yeah that looks they're like definitely not in the, in the background so why does Jean Grey look like she stepped out of the 70s because she's going by Marvel you know, now. Yeah, now, is it the gene you know what was, it is it came from the past to the future or is it the one that died twenty years ago? Dude, I have that I honestly I don't even don't know. know oh. Because I uh, yeah, I I kinda <laughs> I didn't I I stopped reading X Men around the time the kids came back. Like yeah, I gave I, like I gave it that whole I Children of the Atom run and then I was like, I'm done. Like this is too weird, I'm done. I think I was reading X Men Blue, but I don't think I went through the entire run. I think well, that's the I last book. For, um, for the big, the big reboot is really where you want to jump on, like the with, appropriate Hickman, jump on right? point. Yeah, Hickman, Hickman, and um, with Hickman, he decided that um, Moira Taggart is a mutant, and mm. her. And I, now I'm giving you the real backstory. But basically, her mutant power is to continue to relive her life. So when she dies, she comes back in the womb with complete memory retention of her previous life. And so in she doesn't know in her first life that she was a mutant. In her second life, she knows that something's different. You know, but she the story picks up. She's on her, like, seventh life now. And she's basically mm-hmm. like, I need to talk to Xavier read my mind, you need to see all these lives I've lived. And that that's the catalyst for him to uh, create a new mutant society where they all get along and they, no matter how hard it is, they're like, we all have to work together because humanity is going to kill us. I have questions. Like in the future. First question, is she reliving the same life? Is her mutant power like Groundhog Day? No, her, no. Or she's she's being, because it's reincarnation because she's able to retain power. because she's able to retain the events, she's able to have a different out, life outcome. But does she start back like whenever she was born? Yeah. And then relive that entire life. Oh yeah, but she's into- like you know she's like in the cradle, but she's like you know smart, you know. So she's like, well, crap, I got to wait until I'm older to do yeah do more. And she goes back in time, so it's like a well, not like yeah, it keeps reliving the same history. So if, so she were, if I had this power, I die today. I'm born again in 1980. I'm living yeah. through all that, and like, all right, well, don't forget September 22nd, 2021. Shit goes sideways. Don't forget. Don't yeah. forget. <laughs> yeah, avoid that chick exactly. when you're in high school. Uh, don't go to that college. Um, and that's exactly what she does. Maybe that's I a little less of that. Yeah. <laughs> It just creates. Now, that's my mutant power, Dan. Is being yeah. like she, she basically <laughs> is creating a multiverse, ah, like yeah. like an X multiverse of her own. She's a variant. So, yeah. so I don't even know which technical, like which timeline we're actually on here See, anymore. And that's, that's, and that's, what I was that's get why to. I hate Hickman. That's why I hate Hickman. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love him because he's crazy. 
Because, like I say, he's a high concept crazy man. So, I, and that's and what I, I like about his I do have a second question because I saw a house ad the other week in a Marvel book. I think it was for this trial of, of Magneto thing. And it was like, I don't know. So it said Professor X, but it looked like the maker, like the, the ultimate Reed Richards character. And then oh, I saw right. something on Twitter today that called him, said it was like Professor X, but it looked like the maker from. So but it is that it is. What's Professor the deal? So why did it okay. is Professor X? So he looks like he's young. I think he has the maker's helmet, though. Yeah. Has that helmet. Oh, uh, I just I thought that was maybe like a portable Cerebro or something. Hmm. Yeah, that and might also be it. I can't remember. All that stuff happened in that Hickman run, and so, I, yeah. yeah, and they don't explain him very much at all. They they really leave him as a mystery. But there are there are scenes where he takes the helmet off, and he's, you know, he's Xavier. So, okay. um, <laughs> I thought but, was going to be like, I have one question in twenty seven parts. Yeah, <laughs> it, it felt like well, the, the Maury McTaggart thing added to the. So yeah, so that's guess. Professor X, but he's got the helmet on and he can walk, yeah. and it's just like mm-hmm. this is not for the casual fan base. The high concept stuff's pretty funny though because Moira is talking about each life, and the one life she was burned to death by Pyro, and the in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Oh wow! But it was when Destiny was still alive, which I was like mind blown because she died in like the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. So she, Destiny, actually, while Moira's tied up in a chair, she's like, "I know, I know what you can do, and you, and you don't have many lives left." And de- like Destiny's telling her that, and she's like, "What?" And she's like, "You got like one or two, maybe." You're like and, a cat. You've used oh, wow. seven. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Pyro burns her to death. So she's like, she learns this, and then she's gone, and she has to start another life again. Oh man, and and that's why now she's like, I don't think I have any left, and she's like, I really got to get this, because in the previous life, her and Wolverine do like some sort of long term survival, and they actually survive to the very end of mutant kind. Oh wow! And yeah. they find out how it ends, and they're just like, we need to change it. So like it's 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 like a thousand years though, and then when she finally dies, she comes back with all that knowledge. And she's like, and this is what we need to do. It's it's wow. wild, yeah. I never I never thought I would miss like the 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 soap opera ness of like Chris Claremont until yeah until hearing all until Queen hearing, yeah the 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 yeah, Hickman, we have uh, Colossus painting yeah it makes sense of this version of X Men. Maybe that's what yeah. I do. And there's like, fuck you, Pitscore. Here, make this, make, figure this one out. Put this in your oversized book. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, now that you read that, you know, we're going to turn that yeah. upside down. X-Men, impossible design. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably <laughs> planned it to come out right then because they were like, this is the last part that makes sense. So <laughs> <Yeah>. before Ed, <laughs> before yeah. you get into this crazier shit, Ed, let's just have you do this right now. But that's but that is how they excused a lot of the a lot of the dead mutants were back. They were pretty much like, well, it's in the Mo- Moira timeline now, so the they're Mo- back. The the Moiraverse. The Moiraverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and the funny thing is, and I because I, I had to double check, like, 
going back to the just the the new X Men book that you guys were talking about, that wasn't even written by Hickman. That's written by Jerry Duggan. Yeah. Right. And who's a pretty decent. He's a good Star Wars writer. writer yeah. Um, but I guess I wonder if if Hickman is still kind of like the architect of. He is the X is. universe. He's on another book, I think. I think mm-hmm. he just slid over to another. So what he did is he kind of did he kind of did complete the story arc of the first the first twenty five issues or whatever, and he's kind of like, okay, well that's how it starts, and then he handed off the reins, you know, here because he's like, well, I told my part to set up this uh, this Wonderland, so. <laughs> I just wish they would uh, make up their mind of, because they were like, oh, there's too many X books. We need to cut it down to just one. And then yeah. there's like the first six issues come out of like, was it House or Powers? One of the two. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden it's like, by the way, every X-Men title that ever existed is now back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys. Yeah. yeah. And there was, there was some like, I mean, they brought back Excalibur and, they they started Fallen Angels Marauders. Yeah. I mean, Marauders. Like, like Kitty Pride's a pirate. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she's she's got a boat on the open sea. She is literally a pirate. Like, yep. This is just bonkers. <laughs> and I I did like I I was trying to keep up as far like I wasn't reading any of these, but I I did I, I think I I tried to read the first. What was the first? It was oh, it was like kind of a this these two series came out in conjunction. Like they kept they kind of like flip flop. There was like what, like house of X and power of X or something. Yeah. Like yeah. They were coming out. Like they alternated that's, that's coming out. All started. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to keep up with those and that was even a chore. So yeah, I, there was, was no actually, way I was, it was power of 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They got crafty and house of 10. So or house of 10. Yeah. There, yeah, there, it wasn't X. It all. was ten. Yeah, we flipped it on you again. Now, I'm pretty. I'm wondering though, was that the tenth volume of X Men? That's really the question. Hmm. Next time I'm in the basement where no one else can shop, I'll find that out for you. Yeah, you'll have. You have... <laughs> now, what was that? What was that storyline? So, X of Swords or something, or was it supposed to be ten yeah, of Swords? Yeah. Of swords. <laughs> what was that about? Ten, ten of swords, now. I think. It was yeah, ten, ten of swords. Like there was a storyline surrounding ten swords or something, or yeah, it was. It was swords in the I, Marvel universe. I, I, let me or... sum it up for you. It was a nice way to write Apocalypse out of the book. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. That's the summation. And it probably spanned twelve months. Oh yeah. Yep. No, it was awesome, but but it's it, a big was, it was it takes a big like a way to That's true. Yeah. That's true. It, it, it was strange. Like their council is like, yeah, Apocalypse is sitting on the council, sinister, you know, like all all their big dads, and then they're but they're like, okay, well, Apocalypse, he had like a. They basically gave you his backstory too, which I thought was kind of cool. I was like, well, you know, better than the uh, better than the movie for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any? Not John. I know you just you said that there was an X Factor book that just wrapped up. Yeah. Are there any other like, to your guys' knowledge, is, are, are are there any other like X books that are out, or did they kind of like wrap up all those? Uh, they wrapped X- up. Uh, Fallen Angels was a mini, but Marauders, Excalibur, um, Wolverine, 
and there's another one besides regular X-Men are still coming out. Uh, uh, X-Force is still coming out. And Cable, I think, has his own book again, Um, which is weird because it's young Cable who killed old Cable, and it doesn't make any sense at all, but whatever. You know, time travel. Time travel. Yeah. Um, Chocolate time travel. X-Factor is the one that they investigate the murders. Yeah, like right. they still exist yeah. in the X-Men universe. They just don't have their own book anymore. Right. Um, but the Are book they... was really good because it had like North Star and Aurora were like mm. ahead of it. Um, you had Dakin on the team and they like yeah. he was actually the only part of the, t- the team that I didn't really like because they made him like really like overtly sexual. Like, yeah. you know, before he was just kind of like, yeah, I have pheromones and I'm kind of a douche. And now he's like, Oh, you're gonna love me. You're you're just gonna love me because I have these pheromones and I'm hot. Like, and he dressed like a caveman the whole time. It was very <laughs> awkward. Um, but Polaris was on the team. Uh, and they're the ones investigating Magneto. That's the other thing in the the trial yeah. of Magneto. So, so they're still like a detective agency, sort of. Yeah. Or at least, at least they they're were. They're like the investigative branch of the X Men now. Okay. Um, they the Peter David run, they were like a legitimate detective agency. Uh, well, the, 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 the one with Madrox. Was yeah. That the Madrox, right. That, that was, which was my favorite one. That was, that was, yeah. I agree. That was my, that was my favorite book for a while. Then yep. it turned into all new X factor where Gambit ran the team and it was just Gambit and his cats. Um, <laughs> and of course. they were kind of the same, but not really. Um, like they weren't like, like an investigation team. They like worked under the blanket of another company. Um, Oh, X Corp is another book right now uh, with Archangel and Monet being the main people of that. Uh, Hellions is still coming out as well. Yeah. Jeez. Like I'm now I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's still coming. New mutants, new mutants is still going. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the, the X books are just, like like the newest CBS procedural, like like a bunch of NCISs. <laughs> X Men Miami. <laughs> yeah, it might as well Did be. Did you see that they're they're doing a new NCIS and it, they're bringing back CSI, but they're calling it CSI Vegas. Yeah, like, I did see that. It like yeah. it's it's NCIS Hawaii, and it's like didn't they just cancel Hawaii Five O? No, yeah. I'm like, but we booked all these hotels. <laughs> We have to, we have all this stuff rented yeah. down here. The problem was not Hawaii. The problem was Scott Con. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Scott Con. He bites your tongue. He's an American treasure. Viewers love Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good lord! I miss you guys so much. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess we can start uh, wrapping things up. We're at the uh, about the hour mark. Um, you guys have any uh, anything you want to you want to drop on us before we I do. split? I do. Real Go quick, ahead. I, yep. say, I read Batman eighty nine number two. Um, oh. I think it's a little better than number one. Uh, <laughs> the coloring is not as obnoxious and, and destructive to the line art. I felt, but. I don't know if if you had the, the qualms we had on one aren't really uh, assuaged by number two, but there's a little more meat on the bone 
in number two. Okay. Does it still look like the art out of the Animaniacs? Because that was my biggest yeah, problem. Yeah. Was I was like, wow, Michael Keaton still looks like a giant dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't even get like around Michael that. Keaton. You got to draw him like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the fucking face. Yeah. The lips, the lips. Sorry. Is, yeah, yeah, the lips. I, if you I don't do the lips, I can't think of a better word for that. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> if you don't do the lips, then it's just right. he's just a guy. Um, that's a good point. So that that's you're sort of stuck with that. The coloring, I don't like. I didn't like the coloring in the first one. Uh, I'm still not a fan of the coloring, and I'm not one that I. I like comics and and I like to like get into that, but I've never been like mm, the merits of this coloring is some part of me. It, I guess it's like when it's like really obnoxious is when it really like no is noticeable because I would see line art previews and like oh this looks really nice and sweet and cool and, cool. and then you get the finished book and it's like this is I don't see any of that cool line art. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe it was a little more balanced out in number two. Um, which Scott, were you the one complaining about the white eyeballs? Dan, that was probably Dan, me. Oh, yeah. they must like glow because there's like a little like um, uh, aura effect around them. Okay. So the white eyes might be like uh, not just like, like a, a design uh, choice, like bat tech or something. Maybe like yeah. 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 Gotcha. Uh, and, and there's some two was a lot better than one. One was very you know expository. Two gets a little more into mm. what it's about. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's six issues, so it's. Yeah, and I was I I haven't read it yet. I I even though I wasn't uh, crazy about the first issue, I was still going to give the second issue a chance. So I'm still. I'm still of that mindset, so I'll I'll have to read it. I have a question for you then, John. As a retailer, DC's been doing a lot of these like mini series type titles. As a retailer, is that like good for you, or does it suck for you trying to figure out what how to order them? Uh, a little bit of both, I guess. Okay. Um, the problem isn't that they're doing all these mini series; it's that the characters in which they decide to use in the mini series. Uh are the things so like for instance black manta right so black manta one came out what two weeks ago last week something like that um that's probably something we're not going to carry a ton of Mm -hmm. um but like batman urban legends we're probably going to carry more of Mm -hmm. or um what's another one like the like the other part is like then there's ones that have started like pretty much last calendar year, like Batman Catwoman, we're still not Mm -hmm. done, and it's only supposed to be like eight issues long. Right. Um, You know, the the other problem is that we have like, you know, all these printing error or printing problems where due to the paper shortage in the world, the printers are actually like running low on paper to print on, and then the shipping, all the shipping back uh, issues that the world's having Mm -hmm. right now, also backlogs it. So even DC came out a couple weeks ago and said like, Hey, release dates are going to be pushed back on a couple books because we just can't get them from the printer fast enough. Mm-hmm. So then it makes it harder for us to justify the number we ordered on certain minis. Yeah. Um, do I think it's better? Not really. Do <laughs> I, I, do I think it's worse? Not really. Um, right. Cause they were doing them anyway. I'm just glad that they cut off, some of the main titles to have that so that the walls aren't so gotcha. full. Okay. You know what I mean? So I just know if like someone, if, if something gains legs 
and then someone wants it, and then, well, it's over. So now you guys are, like, stuck trying to either, you know, you want to satisfy a customer and get them product, but you can't fucking get it, or... I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to test the waters of, like, six-issue mini trade, six-issue mini trade, and just Mm -hmm. have stories versus, like, a continuity, and keeping continuity to basically, like, the Justice League books. Like, the Justice League lineup right so your batman superman green lantern flash by the way the new green lantern book's really good if you guys aren't reading it okay um and everything else they're just kind of like you know throw it to the wind whatever yeah. you want is is, is mm-hmm. fine because it's just going to be printed put out in a trade and off it goes mm-hmm. um and i think that's kind of what they're trying to do because i think they're thinking it if, if i were a betting man <laughs> <laughs> I would bet you see a lot of their digital stuff become just trades in that same okay. series, right? Okay. Um, like it's it's just you know because they, they've done like six issues digital and then they never print them ever. But I wouldn't be surprised if they were looking at doing that kind of a thing and then putting it into just a trade. Um, gotcha. So that that'd be my guess. Yeah. Just. I actually don't know anybody that works at DC anymore, so it's hard for me to try to get that inside yeah, scoop. You're on the front line. You, you're, yep. you're down, yeah. so you see it. You see, you know. All my friends got the AT and T axe. So, jeez, <laughs> oh, yikes! Yeah. Well, thank right. you for the input. No problem, sir. Scott, the best got- I can. My speculation. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, okay. Um, Scott, you got anything, or are you good? No, I'm good. I think that, that that's all the rant I have for tonight. So. <laughs> We've used up all of your rants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll start wrapping this episode up. John, thanks again for for being here. And we really Thank you guys really enjoyed having you and talking with you. And don't forget about cosplay karaoke, uh, cosplay karaoke on October 14th down at the Hard Rock, which is going to kick off. Three Rivers, uh, yeah, Three Rivers Comic Con Light down at the waterfront on the 16th and 17th of October. Those are all fun events, and uh, don't and also don't forget Sean and Jared are going to be at the uh, Three Rivers Comic Con Light. Yeah. So yes. stop by and say hi to them. And you can take photos with us, but just remember, no eye contact <laughs> with Sean Atkins. <laughs> How are you gonna get there? You got to be super tall. I, I was gonna say icon. he's already like six and a half foot tall, so there is no eye contact to begin with. You make so, that eye contact, contact. All bets are off. It's just clavicle contact. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just just eye to nipple. Just <laughs> why do you only have one eye? <laughs> Oh, and we're having an event of our own on October 24th at Black Forge Coffee House in McKees Rocks, uh, the Metal Coffee House, which is awesome if you've never been there. From uh, one to four on Sunday, October 24th, we're having we're bringing back our Comic Swap, which is it's just free to attend. You know, bring your unwanted comics and trade them with other people. It's a lot of fun, and you can you can hit up our social media for more details on that. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash comic book pit. And we would appreciate any support you give us there. And 
that's it. Uh, that'll be it for episode 390. I'm Dan, and with me tonight, we've got Scott. Have a good night. Jared. March to 400. <laughs> and, uh, and again, thanks, John, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. It's good seeing you guys. Yeah, same. Likewise. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.